0: I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts, and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today are the leaders, the co-founders of Gable Music Ventures, currently the Chief Executive Officer, Gail Dillman, and the Chief Operating Officer, Jeremy Hebel. Welcome to the studio. Thank Thank you so much. Great great to be here. (laughs) Great to have you both here today. Uh, Gable Music Ventures has been so active and prominent in featuring, coordinating, all sorts of performing arts in the greater Wilmington area, Uh, and we will at some point get to the Ladybug Festival. But uh, first, Gail, a little bit about Gable Music Ventures, how you came to be, and uh, what what sort of your mission is.
1: Okay, well, we have been around for six years, which I can hardly believe six years have gone by. And we started, um, I started with a thought. My own daughter was trying to play guitar and go out and and perform, and there were very few places for a sixteen year old to perform. And I got this idea that we really should be able to showcase, <clears throat> excuse me, um, original music in some in some fashion. And where could we do that and how could we do that? So, like any good mother, I decided oh, I'm going to create a business to start to you know work with emerging artists and showcase their music. So that's sort of how it all got started. I, uh, I thank my daughter a lot for uh, giving me the incentive and the idea, the inspiration to put together Gable Music Ventures. Um, and Gable is a um, combination of my name and Jeremy's last name. And that's people often ask, how did you come up with Gable? Well, that's where the where the actual name came from. So we started. Uh, the business doing, doing little pop-up shows in Wilmington, down on Lower Market Street, where nobody was going to at the time in 2011 and 2012. There was no one down there. We started these shows uh, for original music uh, at Film Brothers, when it was Film Brothers down there. And we would stand there in the street going, does anybody know that we're here? Does anybody want to see original music? So it was a little bit of an uphill climb for a few years, but um, we we do a lot of different things, and and booking music is one of them. Creating special events like Ladybug is another. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we work and we work with lots of different kinds of artists now. We've grown a lot in six years.
0: Now it's interesting the activity you're involved in because it it resonates with um, a lot of studies about participation in the arts. There's you know you hear often late often that you know, there's less engagement in the arts, less participation in the arts, because people can go to their, you know, tablets, their phones, whatever. But what studies are actually showing is that people are still engaged in the arts. They're just engaged in more non-traditional ways. Could, could you speak to that and sort of how you serve that mission? Sure. Um, serve sort of that reality.
1: So um Music puts you in the moment. and when you're seeing live music, it's a different experience than listening to it off of your phone or in your car or at home. It's a completely different experience for me personally. Um, we, we try and offer music that is either free or uh, very affordable so that we can, we can incite people to come out and see a different have a, come out and, and try a different kind of music than they would normally be listening to. We do a lot of the farmers markets, where if you like music, there there it's very diverse as to what you could see. Either in Cool Springs or Glasgow, uh, or um, uh, the Sugar Bowl series that we've been booking for this summer as well. So having free music available to people really, I think, engages them in a different way. Not to say that everything always needs to be free. We, we do have things that are, that, you know, are have tickets, uh, not, not as much recently. But I think when we get people to come out and see free music, I think it changes how they view the arts. They, I think they understand at that point, they can be engaged and they can have fun with it. And it's not going to cost them a fortune. It's not like going to Wells Fargo Center and seeing a big production show. Mm-hmm. But it's very uh, grassroots, and it puts you in touch with what's going on in the arts in Delaware.
0: So I mean, you've touched on sort of the range of really non-traditional venues right. that you, you work with. Yes. Could, could you speak to that? I mean.
1: So um, when, you, when you don't own a venue, you have to then create one wherever you go. And uh, we've been particularly good at, at doing that. And as I said, we started using Film Brothers, which was a little empty space on Lower Market Street between 2nd and 3rd on Market Street. It's now um, Artscape, I think, is the name of the place. So we would go in there, we'd bring the chairs, we'd bring a cooler for drinks, and we would run our, pop up our own show. We, would, we also moved it to the Chris White Gallery, and that's fantastic because that's an art gallery upstairs, and downstairs had a performance area, so we use that. We um, we've uh, now using Ernest and Scott on every Wednesday. We have free music there called Wilma Wednesday, so people come out, they eat and they drink, so. Pretty much any place can be transformed into a music venue. I'm not saying it would be always the best music venue, but you really can put music anywhere. That's a lot of what we do with Ladybug, and then we'll speak about that later. But Ladybug really transforms any um, average spot on a street, any business, into a music venue for a night.
0: Now, how have you seen the growth of your your operation over the last six years and sort of the range of experiences you're able to present.
1: Oh my goodness. I know, Jeremy, you're probably chomping at the bit to answer that question. Go ahead, Go
2: ahead, Yeah, it's been really, really exciting. I mean, I think starting maybe about two years ago, we we just started having people reach out to us. I think uh, people started talking to each other like, hey, if you need live music, work with these guys there. You know, we're responsive, we're professional, we care, we follow up, we make sure our artists are promoting, we make sure they're not playing too frequently in the area. Um, I think we, uh, just through jumping in and, and doing it, neither of us had a background at all in starting a business, in the music business at all. I, I'm a musician, so I come at everything on how are we going to make this as positive as possible for the musician. Um, and then, you know, Gail is not, is not a musician. She's more of the consumer, consumer minded. I mean, it's a really interesting dynamic that we have, but I think that once it started getting around, like, Hey, everybody's having a positive experience working with these guys. It was pretty amazing. We went from having to Really create. If we wanted to make a dime, we had to figure out how to make that dime. And then all of a sudden, it started shifting over where people will call us and say, "I need an artist for this," or "I want to do this series," or "I want to," you know, "Can we bring music into into shoprite?" Um, talk about untraditional, you know, venues. If if anybody that's listening has has been in shoprites in Delaware and seen someone performing, that is scheduled through Gable Music Ventures, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's just a great opportunity. I mean, for for us, we have so many artists that reach out to us. And so, so, it still feels like so few. Places to offer. So having something like Shoprite available when an artist says, "Oh, hey, we're coming through town. Um, do you have anything?" It's a lot. It, it's better to say, "Yes, we have this basically uh, busking opportunity where you can, you know, make tips and sell your merchandise." And they do get they get fed by Shoprite, and they do make a small stipend as well. Um, and that's a great opportunity that Shoprite reached out and wanted to offer. And now instead of saying, "Oh no, I'm sorry, I don't have anything," we we typically have something, and so it's here. And then. That also spreads within the musical community and artists are saying, oh, if you're going through Wilmington, if you're going through Delaware, make sure you you reach out to Cable Music Ventures. So, um, you know, as our events get bigger, as Ladybug gets bigger and Smyrna at night, um, we, just ha- we just know literally thousands and thousands of artists that we have a really great working relationship with. And we've structured our business in such a way that we don't have formal relationships with the artists. We don't we're not an agency so we don't have a roster of artists we don't get paid from the artists we're an intermediary we're a service provider for whomever needs music and so we can use all those resources and all that information to find the perfect artist for whatever somebody needs
0: So do yeah. you have the artists coming to you or do you, do we do. you research Ooh. how how do you vet the artists that to you
1: they're, they're two different ways I mean a lot of times they come to us um, or we will will be out and about listening to music and we'll say hey they'd be great and we'll reach out to them um, so it works both ways We're we're open to anybody reaching out through our website people do that all the time or we'll see somebody's playing at a at a venue somewhere and we'll we'll go creep on it and go listen to it and say hey that that person would be great for another opportunity we have so we just keep your eyes and ears open.
2: Wilma Wednesday is really the primary one. We carve out, we are there every Wednesday night from 7 to 10. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when an artist reaches out, if they don't have great live video for us to see, because that's the number one easiest way. If someone says, I want to get booked, if I can go to YouTube and see an awesome video of them performing, Mm -hmm. that's great. I'm ready to book them off based off that. If they don't have that, though, it's not just a no, it's a, hey, you know, why don't you come out to Wilma Wednesday? We'll see how, you know, our audience reacts to you. And if I like you, then I'll book you on the spot for something mm-hmm. and, and that has also been kind of self-perpetuating because again most open mic nights are not run by people that are booking things mm-hmm. they're just you know usually they're run by an artist that wants to perform during the night right. um so there's a lot more value i think in wilmo wednesdays as well as people are coming in they'll, they'll play something and they'll up, we'll book them for three shows on the spot and uh and, and again that spreads within the community so we have a lot of, a high level of talent coming through wilmo wednesdays as well
0: mm. could you speak to uh sort of the the uh, evolution of not not only the loma district lower market but the whole market street corridor and and your activity in that area over the last six years what 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 is What is that relationship? Do you see the two feeding off of each other?
1: Definitely, definitely. It it has gone through a transformation in the last six years, as we all have seen and experienced it. We went from having just the grand booking music to uh, the opening of World Cafe Live at the Queen. That was in 2011.
2: Yeah, 2011.
1: Um, They started booking music there, and we were... We were really partners with him in a lot of ways, booking a lot of music upstairs and doing Wilma Wednesdays actually started at the upstairs room at the Queen. Um, We did the the shows down on Lower Market Street, which eventually became, you know, was the entree for us to the Ladybug Festival. We've had music at Ernest and Scott. We've done music in the Baby Grand. Um, We even did a show on the stage of The Grand, um, a few years ago with Angela cool Sheet. Literally, she performed on the stage and the audience was seated on the stage. Hmm. She performed with her back to the the empty seats and everybody was seated on the stage which is enormous by the way it was Mm -hmm. so
2: cool it was it was
1: one of the best shows ever so doing creative shows like that has i think has really helped everyone up their game and and more importantly what i think is really important too it has been putting delaware on the map for art and music Mm -hmm. And that is, the more you do, the more people want to come to Delaware, the more we become a destination for original music, live music, and art. And dining, too, because there's lots of new restaurants opening up.
2: And I'd say... I'd say there's maybe 30% of the people that live on Market Street that have even discovered it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's just going to it's gonna skyrocket once mm-hmm. people do it. I think the artists that we have coming into Wilmington talk about how it's one of their favorite places to play. Mm-hmm. And yet you talk to the people who are living on the block. I actually live on the block. I live at Third and Market. Um, and I talk to my neighbors and very few of them, you know, go out and see live music. They live two blocks from the Queen and then all this stuff. And it's just really interesting that that culture shift hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. residents down there. But it's, but there are people, you know, we have people that come from Lancaster every week mm-hmm. that, that travel to come in. Yeah. And yet the people that live within walking distance still haven't quite noticed yet. So mm-hmm. when they catch on, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I can't wait mm-hmm. to see what happens.
0: So. Well, I want to turn to the ladybug festival, but Thank first you. remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware state of the arts here on For- news radio, 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guests in the studio today are the co-founders of Gable music ventures, Gail Dillman and Jeremy Hebble. Uh, Let's let's turn to the Ladybug Festival. Uh, okay, its its origins. What was the inspiration for it, and how you've seen it grow over the last uh, six years? Is it six years? Yeah.
1: We just celebrate our six year anniversary with the festival. Um, you know, it started. It started because we were doing music on the Loma block, and Mike Schwartz and Debbie Schwartz wanted to give a thank you to the people who were coming down to the block to see music to eat at the restaurants and and who lived in in the building there so mike had said to us hey i got a little bit of budget can let's throw let's throw a party say thank you and we said, Great, that makes sense and then simultaneously that's when Firefly was first announced and everybody was kind of all up in arms because there was no one local on the on the lineup and so we started got thinking and we said, Well, hey, well, let's do something on a Thursday and we'll do we'll do let's what can we name it? And then we came up with the idea of ladybug because we want to stay within the bug name and we're playing off of Firefly and I said, Well, let's make it all about women you know, Ladybug, women, and we'll do something really kitschy. And I'm sure everybody who's going to Firefly is going to come to downtown Wilmington to see it. I was positive. Well, you know, that wasn't exactly true that year. Uh, But that's how Ladybug was actually born. We had a very tiny budget. I think we put music in four or five...
2: Yeah, it was five five venues. Five venues we we did inside. shut down. We shut down the block of, of Loma just for a few vendors, basically no outdoor stages. Um, we had twenty acts that we that we that we you know put. I think it was four in each venue. Um, it was awesome. I mean, I think we we had about three hundred people that came. It wasn't anything earth shattering, but on a Thursday in July in, in Loma, it was by far the biggest thing we'd, we'd managed to do right. at that point um, and, and the feedback I mean the response from every attendee every artist and every venue was was like wow let's do this weekly you know let's just keep it going um, and you know it was really interesting because it was it was basically hey let's do a free all locally focused alternative for people who can't either can't afford to go to the ladybug or people that want something more Locally focused, mm-hmm. and we didn't. We didn't really know what to think. We we reached out to Firefly and said, "Look what you've inspired! Yeah. This is really cool," and they were like, "Oh, that's great." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> But, I mean, we've seen a double in attendance every single year. Um, we did not double this year from last year, but since we had 7,000 people last year, we were still pretty impressed that we had yeah. 10,000 this year. Over so, the
1: course of yeah. two days. So yeah. the event has uh, doubled in the days. Uh, we, we've gone from doing it from one day to two days mm-hmm. this past year. And we moved, uh, we stayed on the Loma block, but the second night was brought up to the 800 block of Market Street in front of the Grand. We used the Baby Grand as a venue, uh, Chelsea Tavern, Bruhaha and uh, Ernest and Scott as our indoor venues, and we had an outdoor stage. But what was interesting about what we tried to accomplish this year on the second day was we really tried to integrate art. So we also had live painting being done, and we had dancers come out as well. And the dancers were just amazing. We had uh, two different dance troops coming out. They danced on the street, and for anybody who dances and remembers if they were at Ladybug this year, it was blazingly hot. And these kids were on the street with these little slippers on, and I felt for them because, and they were just amazing. Uh, the art will be featured in Art Loop in September. I think it's September eighth. Is the mm-hmm. art loop, yes. and we're going to be featuring that art um, down on Loma Block at the offices uh, for Second and Loma. Uh, Debbie Schwartz's uh, business office, and I'm sorry, I don't remember if it's two thirteen or two seventeen Market Street. But but we want to we want to expand the concept of Ladybug to not just be about music, but to incorporate other aspects of art as well. So so far we've got we got a great response. Friday was crazy packed. Uh, we were hoping for just a few hundred people to show up and we literally had thousands of people show up in spite of the heat. Uh, and it was it was hot for two days, I will say that. It was pretty yeah. darn hot. To, but, just
2: to sum up yeah. the growth, I mean, you had 2000, uh, 2012 yeah. was... Uh, 20 artists in five indoor locations with three with 300 people. Uh, 2017 was 75 artists uh, in um, let's say two days, three outdoor stages, um, you know, 10,000 people. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah
2: uh, and and I think we, I mean, people are coming up to us and saying, "How is this free? How are you doing this for free?" And it's because you know businesses like Chase and, and Shoprite and,
1: and Second, know, Loma. Second and
2: Loma, Downtown Visions, yeah. the City of Wilmington. I mean, we have a tremendous amount of. Support. And other people have picked up on this vision that we have here. Uh, attendees, including they, they, they see this vision. They love that this thing is growing and growing and growing, and they just want to see how big can it grow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unlike anything else happening in Wilmington. All other events in Wilmington are kind of they're as big as they are going to be. Um, you know, and they're very and, and, specific
1: to a, a genre yeah. of music, right? Yeah. And Ladybug is not. It's not just one genre of music. Mm-hmm. It's it's a diverse array of music. So. If you like country, you're going to go find that. If you like hip-hop, you'll find that. If you like uh, punk rock, you're going to find that as well. And, more, and it's all yeah. about women. And it's, more, you know, That's and another really big piece of this.
2: More importantly, you may discover that you like a kind of music that you didn't think you liked. You know, We had people that, that we had really like a real kind of almost punk rock venue um, mm-hmm. during, mm-hmm. during Ladybug this year. And there's a, this group of you know 60-something women that came out and were like, that was awesome. I would never have listened to that. And it was amazing. So that, I think, that can be life-changing for people. Yeah. It really can be. And, and I mean, that's what's always the, the number. That and finding these kids to perform. You know, we had a performer that was 12 years old. Mm. They got paid. Everybody gets paid to play. This is not an exposure gig for artists. Um every single artist gets paid and gets paid pretty well, um mm-hmm. considering considering what the event is. Um, and we're very proud of that. We're very, very proud. Of that.
1: and and we're we're proud of wilmington. I, I, because the city really shines when when we do something like that, people were coming up to me saying, how do you get all these people to come out that are so different from each other? because socioeconomically, they're all over the gamut. They are racially diverse. Uh, age-diverse it's just it is a reflection of everybody in a really true way and I just say you know we just we organize it we run it well it's safe we have great food have great performers um, it runs on a schedule people can get information and look at Wilmington look at all that it can be Um, one of our our venues Uh, Not our venues. One of the uh, stores that stayed open on Market Street was the uh, UD Dairy, the new. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. If you haven't been there, you need to go there because their ice cream is amazing. But uh, they, they told us in the course of five hours on Friday, they made two and a half days worth of income in five hours. So economically... This is a great thing to bring to the sure. city of Wilmington. Sure. It's a boon to the city. It is,
2: clean. and again, it's it's specific. I mean, we do it that third Thursday and Friday in July because it would be a ghost town. I mean, there right. would be very few right. people that would right. that would you know maybe one or two people might have wandered in and gotten ice cream instead of doing two and a half days worth of business. Yeah.
0: The uh, we've got about a minute left. I'm curious uh, as the Firefly Festival, uh, as as the Ladybug Festival, grows. Um, what what's the recidivism rate of artists? Those wanting to return,
1: uh, uh, high, almost <laughs> almost one hundred
0: percent. Yeah,
1: almost one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, which is a good thing. But we try to keep it keep it fresh every mm-hmm. year. We do sure. have our repeats, and we do mm-hmm. have some of our local favorites that we want to because it is still a local event. But what, we are reaching out to. Uh, we had artists. From Canada and from Cuba this year as well. We had a mm-hmm. a, a young group from that was uh, funded by Cabela Calloway. Uh, I'm not going to remember the name of the... Yeah, the
2: vocal okay. clave just all, so, yeah.
1: Right, And okay. they were amazing. Young girls yeah. uh, who play guitar and sing. It was just a yeah, magical experience. We had about three, For
0: those who don't mm-hmm. know, Cabela is Cab Calloway's
1: yes. daughter. Yes. 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 yes.
2: But we had 370 submissions for uh, to be considered this year. And, and almost uh, everybody that has performed in the past did, did that submission as well. There were a few exceptions that mainly just weren't available on the day of the event. But yeah, we, we go out of our way to treat artists like gold. Um, you know, When artists are treated really well, they perform better um yeah, and so yeah. you know that's part of our philosophy
0: well in the 20 seconds we have left how can people find out about the activities you're involved in
1: uh they can go to our website gablemusicventures.com mm-hmm. and we the, keep a calendar on that so yeah, or ladybug
2: all, festival the ladybug festival.com mm-hmm. as well
1: yeah, either great. one
0: well gail dillman and jeremy hubble thank you so much for joining us thank today. you for having it's great us to hear all thanks. the great work you're doing thanks
1: Paul. thank you thank you